Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. I don't want to take detours. I don't care how scenic they are. I despise detours. And so we've been talking about that. And we said that detours are a part of life. You cannot escape them. And so over the last two weeks, I've told you some things just as a refresher, just real quickly. I told you that you need to make some detour decisions like uh, what are you going to do if you're in, your, your expected end is not God's intended end? What if God takes you a direction that you didn't expect, but he did it on purpose to get you to an intended end? You've got to be able to make the decision at that moment that you will continue to follow. I said one of the other decisions that you have to make is that you need to make the decision that you will continue to follow God even when, the, when you expected the answer yes, when God says no, you've got to still be able to be obedient and follow him even when you don't get the answer you want. Ever been there where you expected God to say yes and he said no? Yeah, you got to still be able to follow. Last week we said there's some details that you need to know about detours. The, the first one was this, you cannot hide from detours. It doesn't matter if you're living in the palace or living in the wilderness, you will face detours in your life. The second one was this, out of the story of, of Gideon, detours reveal your insecurities. How many of you know that when God changes the direction of your life, it causes all of your insecurities to rise up and you don't feel calm and you don't feel cool and you don't feel collected. There's an uneasiness that rises in you and God does that on purpose so that you, you quit relying on your ability and get your focus back on His ability to work in and through you because if it, if it wasn't for detours, you would think you're too strong and you would think you're too gifted and you would, uh, I'm not, I didn't come to preach, I just came to give you the devotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The third one was that detours look like mistakes long before they ever look like miracles. How many of you have discovered that? The moment that you're headed down a detour, it looks like either you, your best friend, your spouse, your, your classmate, your work partner, God, somebody must have made a serious mistake. But God knows that if you just stay on the path long enough, at some point in the equation, it begins to look like a miracle. And that brings us to this morning as we celebrate Christmas together. I just want to simply talk to you for just a second about detour deliverance. In Matthew chapter 2, familiar passage of scripture during this season. Matthew chapter 2 beginning in verse 1 it says this. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and as soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. And after they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. 
And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Now, we have to come to a place of agreement this morning as we kind of wrap this up that we need to agree that uh, during a Christmas service and in our lives that Jesus is in fact the greatest gift that God has ever given to mankind. If we can't agree on that, then we just need to stop right now and let you go on and, and, and go get your coffee to finish off your brunch because if we cannot come to that agreement, then we've missed the truth of Christmas and the great gift of Christmas. We, we need to realize that, that God has done some great things for us. He's given us breath. He's given us companionship. He's given us gifts. He's given us talents. He's given us abilities. But the greatest single most calendar-altering, life-changing, eternity-opening gift ever offered to those of us that live on this planet is Jesus. He is the greatest gift that God has ever given to mankind. I know you think your spouse is the greatest gift and you're all lovey-dovey and you got all that cooing stuff going on, but you just kind of need to look at your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend right now and say, you're not even the greatest gift God has ever given me. Just go ahead and burst their bubble. I'm still going to buy you a Christmas present and, and, and all that, but you're not the greatest gift. The greatest gift that we've got to agree on that. The greatest gift that God ever sent is Jesus. It surpasses all other gifts. And if that's something that we can agree on, then I need to take you back to the account of the three wise men that I just read to you and remind you of some of the facts from this very familiar story. Wise men came seeking a king. They came to worship him and they were instructed by the natural king that once you find that supernatural king that's been born, what King Herod says, what I want you to do is I want you to go worship him. Have your worship service. And then when you're finished, I want you to come back so that I can worship him too. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah, he was going to kill him because he would unthrone him. And so that is the, the, the uh, backdrop, if you will, against which this story takes place. You know the account. The Bible says that the wise men, they follow the star. They come and they worship Jesus. They give him their gifts and they're about to return home. But the Bible says there's a detour designed right there. The Bible says that they have this dream and in this dream they're warned, don't go back to King Herod because King Herod will destroy Jesus. A couple things then I'll get out of your way. A couple truths that I want to end this year with uh, about detours that you need to know. And that is number one, a detour protected and delivered the greatest gift ever given to man. Now, you need to understand that because if that, true, if that is true for Jesus and that is true that God used a detour to protect and to bring deliverance to his only begotten son, then it stands to reason that God will also now use detours to protect and bring deliverance to his grafted in children. In other words, what I'm saying to you as we end this year and we begin to look towards a New Year's is, New Year's is, is this, is that you cannot despise the instrument by which God may just be bringing your deliverance. 
We don't like detours, but I just wanted to encourage you this morning to realize and recognize that God can and will use detours to protect you and guide you. The Bible says that Paul himself wanted to go and be a missionary to Asia and was restrained. He was detained by the Spirit. He wouldn't even let him go. It was a detour. And what I came to tell you is although you may not get to do everything you want to do next year, and although you may not get to be with the person you thought you were going to be with next year, and although life may not work out exactly like you thought, it was going to work out in 2013 the truth of the matter is is that God can and still and probably will use a detour in your life this year to protect you because if you were able to go your own way how many of you know you would mess it okay y'all don't want to be true you want to lie right before Christmas you want Santa won't bring you any presents if you lie yeah if we go our own way we make a mess of it and we need to learn this morning that God uses detours to protect us He's looking out for us. We ought to, instead of arguing and shaking our fist at God and screaming at God, I wanted to go a different We ought to be thanking Him, saying, I don't necessarily like the path, but in all things I will have joy and I will praise your name because I recognize that you stepped in and you probably protected me from being stupid. Okay. All right. Y'all don't have to be honest. The second thing I'd say to you this morning is this, is, is about detours is that Seeing Jesus requires a detour. Uh, the wise men encounter Jesus and in turn immediately face a detour. I want to make a very bold statement to you this morning on a Christmas Sunday. I, as we approach Christmas, I want to make this statement, and, and, I, and I know it's bold, and I know it may even sound harsh, but I, I think it's true. And, I, and in fact, I know it's true, and that is this, is that you cannot come into contact with Jesus and go back the same way. If you are going to have an encounter with Jesus, you will also have to encounter a detour. Uh, some of you, I, I would venture to, put, to say that some of you really haven't encountered Jesus. Now notice I didn't say you, you, you haven't had a worship service. And notice I didn't say you haven't served. And notice I didn't say you haven't given. And notice I didn't say you haven't, all, all that stuff. But if you met Jesus... You have to go a different way. You cannot encounter the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lily of the Valley, the bright morning star, the fairest of 10,000, and it not alter your path somehow. And if you're not different now than the day then you, that you say you first met Him, then most likely you haven't really met Him. In fact, I want to say this to you this morning as I kind of wrap this up and get out of your way. I want to say to you that detours are an indication that you've had a Jesus encounter. If you aren't walking a different way, then you have not met him yet. Because, see, I think what most of us do is we have an encounter with Jesus, an initial encounter with Jesus, and he changes our path, and we veer off onto a detour for a moment. But then what happens is, is we pick the reins back of our own, up of our own life, and we shift back into what is comfortable and what is convenient and what we choose to do, and we fail to realize that we've also exited our relationship with him because you can't meet Jesus and go back the same way when you meet Jesus everything must change that's why as bad as I hate teachers when I'm driving down the road I don't mind a teacher when I come into contact with Jesus because he forces me to be different 
And so this morning I want to say to you as we approach Christmas is that you can have the greatest Christmas you've ever had. But it will require and it will mandate that you also embrace a teacher. You can receive the greatest gift that is known to mankind, but it will force you to take a detour. It will force you to go back differently because the greatest gift, I don't know who all's here this morning. I suppose if you came to church on a Christmas morning, uh, a Christmas week morning, that, that you probably know Jesus, but maybe that's an assumption I shouldn't make because the reality is, is that for some of you, this is the only Sunday you come to church. Well, this and Easter, but, 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 but so you may know about Jesus and you may have touched him in ways but but my question is this morning is have you encountered him to the degree that now your path is changed forever you can have the greatest Christmas of your life if you would just encounter him but it will force you to change and go a different way so what I want you to do is I want you to evaluate your own heart and life this morning and ask yourself this question is there any indication by the way that I'm walking now that I've met him. Is there any detour? Has there been any, been any variation in my life? Am I walking a different path than I was 10 years ago? Am I walking in any differently than I did 10 months ago? Am I walking any differently now than I did 10 weeks ago or 10 days ago or 10 minutes ago? Because that is an indication of whether or not you've actually met him. Because Jesus requires a detour. The greatest gift can be yours but you'll have to take a different path home father this morning i pray that you would search the heart and soul of every person here father many of us know about your son but we don't know your son many of us have encountered him in times past and we started down a different path but now out of comfort and out of convenience and out of personal preference, we shift back into our own path. This morning, I pray that you would search our hearts. And if there's one in this room today or one watching over the Internet that has not had a divine encounter with you, then I pray this morning that they would be willing to take a different path and go a different direction. God, we recognize today that teachers are a part of life. And we don't like teachers, but we recognize today that if we're going to know Jesus... It will force us to go a different path, different way, take a different journey. So with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, I offer you today the greatest gift ever known to man. I offer you the opportunity to get to know Jesus. I, I do that with this understanding that if you meet him today, you can't be the same. You can't walk back the same path. I don't know why you're here this morning. Maybe you're here because of an invitation of a friend or a family member, but it was a detour that God planned for you. This is your opportunity to start the Christmas season off right by getting the greatest gift you've ever gotten. If you're here today and you'd say, Steve, I don't know Jesus. I haven't had a life-altering, path-altering encounter with Him. And I'm seeking Him this morning. And I want to know Him. We won't embarrass you around here. We simply want to pray intelligently and equip you with some materials. If you're here this morning and you say, Steve, that's me. I need to know Jesus. Would you just quickly raise a hand and pull it right back down? Surely there's one in a, si a crowd this size that doesn't really know Jesus as their Savior that wants to be in relationship with Him today. Is there one? Just a moment longer. A moment longer. Father, you know our hearts. Search us, I pray.
God, I take by that that everyone in this room, under the sound of my voice, knows you. I pray that as we move into a new year, that we would trust you with the walk of our life. God, I, I, it would be naive of us to think that probably the biggest majority of people in here will face a path they didn't choose, a path that feels uncomfortable. A decision will be made, a, a judgment call will be made, a choice, a some choice will be put into motion that forces us to go down a new path. And I pray that as we go into this new year that you would help us not to despise those detours and we would see that you're at work in our life. Your word declares that you order the steps of righteous men and women. Help us to take comfort in that truth and to follow you even when we don't like the path we're walking. I pray you'd keep every family member here safe. I pray over our passion family corporately, God, that you would help us to walk out the path you've called us to. God, keep us safe. Make provision for your family, I pray. God, I pray that we would see great harvest one together this year as we celebrate the greatest gift we've ever received. We're thankful for that great gift in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.